0: What's up? Welcome to this Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. Big shout out to The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com now, and they are sponsoring this interview. Um, you know what it is, guys. Daryl and the team doing a lot of things over there at The Bookkeeper 24-7 for the culture and for guys. So go and support them. And check out everything at tbk247.com Joining me right now on the 520 Collective phone line uh, It's my dude uh, You know what it is Producer extraordinaire <laughs> man, we're, we're, we're just going to get into it, man Because they should know And if they don't know, they better learn about it He's bringing the drums in What's up, Poetics?
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, bro? I'm always cracking up when people do intros And they're like Super producer, producer extraordinaire, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, man, man. Yeah, you know man. what's up, though. You
0: know what's up, man. Like, um, <laughs> you, you've been working, man, and, and and you can't deny, you know, what you've been able to accomplish. You know, you and I were talking about how you were actually on the very first episode of our podcast. You know, and and we've always got love for you for supporting us, you know, right out the gate, man. Um. Mm. And and to see what you've been able to do, you know, cause that's three years ago now, it's crazy. And yeah. And your growth in that time, man. Cause like, you know, at that point, I mean, you were busy and you were, you know, producing for a lot of the independent artists in the Christian hip hop space. Right. But, Mm -hmm. and and that's not to say that you're not still, you know, putting out records for those guys and, and stuff, but, but you have grown so much further man you've leveled up so much um you, you look at just your like latest project with canon right um yeah and, and so that right yeah. there speaks a lot man like what was that
1: like yeah it was it was cool because uh it, it was it was definitely a lot of stuff coming full circle because me and canon have been friends since before i was even producing I was an intern at RMG a long time ago, and uh, and then I started producing, and he kind of took me under his wing, and then it, for it to come full circle to where we weren't just like doing a song together, it was an actual project, and he let me, like he, he was involved, but he let me kind of take uh, liberties when it came to the sound of the project, and what direction to go with stuff and it was cool it was it was uh, we had a lot of goals for it and when it came to like the sound and direction we really wanted it to feel like a mixtape <laughs> uh, so we did like a lot of little different chops and stuff like on uh, like the on the first song Bricks we had Derek on there doing like a almost like a DJ drama style sample like where we had him talking about RMG and stuff and then we had like a DJ chopped up outro on Loco and it was just kind of all over the place but still like cohesive um, so yeah it was it was great and it was even more awesome because it wasn't with like some random guy, it was like an actual Friend of mine, so right, right, right. Well, it was a good experience.
0: Yeah, man. And you talked about uh, Derek being on the project, also. Uh, I mean, he's someone that you've been working with as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've known Derek just as long as Canon. Uh, we haven't worked as much, but uh, it's definitely a mutual respect and friendship. But that that's the way I try to work. Like I'm friends with a lot of people, but. I don't even work with that much, just because I, I try to prioritize that over business relationships. Right. Definitely. <laughs> definitely.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And that
1: was cool because the way it worked was so the song "Bricks" used to be called Mosh Pit. Okay. And then, like an uh, like a month before the project release, we had to revamp the song because. Uh, KB actually released a song called Worship in the Mosh Pit. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh crap, well now we can't release this because everyone's gonna like call out like, oh, we just released a song called Mosh Pit, they're biting KB or something like that, even though we had made the song like six months before. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we had to like completely redo the song Um and then we were when we were doing it, we were actually working on a different project and we were there with Derek and a bunch of other producers and stuff in Florida. So uh, I told Cannon, I was like, why don't we just take advantage of this? So we had Derek come down and I gave him like the idea and he just ran with it and it was perfect. <laughs>
0: That's what's up. So like, dude, whenever you look back like like let's go back three years ago right when you were on the podcast first i mean obviously you had these relationships you know that was already there right but you weren't like working like you are now like whenever like when you were looking ahead i mean is this what you pictured like i mean because when you're talking about Derek minor and you're talking about canon and some of the other people that you've worked with you're talking about top names you know, in the Christian hip hop space. And I know you've branched out beyond Christian hip hop as well, but I mean, is, is that what you envisioned or, or what did you think was, you know, your, your path was going to look like?
1: Um, I would say I pretty much, like I did expect it to be more CHH, but as I got up, I kind of learned how, I don't want to say closed off, but that's kind of how it is. Um, like the kind of people at the top a lot of them are closed off like they're not looking for producers they're not looking to collaborate with other people so it's like I kind of just naturally expanded and just kind of went a different direction Um, because it's still like I'm still tight with like a ton of people that I don't like I haven't worked with but like even for example, like Marty uh, responds to almost every story I post on Instagram, and uh, like I'm I'm tight with a lot of people. Even if we, even if we will never work, it's just like. But yeah, it's it's definitely like I I would have envisioned three years ago that I would have been more like I'm I'm involved in the CHH space, but I definitely wouldn't have foreseen that I would have expanded as much as I have in the other lanes, like the lo-fi lane. And, uh, even at the time, like, I didn't even make boom bap beats back then. I only did trap. I remember telling people that. I was like, don't ask me to make boom bap. I don't do that. <laughs> and then now it's that's, like, one of my main sounds. <laughs>
0: that's what's up man that's what's up well that's that's um evolving i guess we'll say so but, yeah uh, yeah and you talked about lo-fi i want to hit on that uh, but before we move away from this like for christian hip-hop like who's still on your bucket list to work with? I mean, I'm assuming there's still a few names. You mentioned Marty. That would be an incredible collaboration because he's one of my favorites, but who do you have on your list that you're like, man, I I still want to make sure I work with these guys when it comes to Christian hip-hop?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely Marty. Um, I feel like that'll happen eventually just because he's involved in the lo-fi space, too. And he, he told me as soon as I have the the right song to send it his way but uh besides that uh i mean still andy is up there still never worked with andy i've never even talked to andy oh wow <laughs> uh yeah it's, it's it's crazy bro hey it's, a- Andy's a cool
0: dude man like I, I i met him i've never seen him perform i was just telling jeremy here uh jeremy fleetwood our, our social media music submissions guy uh, this story I was like you know I've never seen Andy perform hopefully that's going to be happening uh, but I actually met him once just really super randomly mm-hmm. like I was managing a lids and he came in one night like there was nobody else there because it was raining we, we were outdoor mall and stuff and and there, all of a sudden Andy Minio walks into my store and I'm like "Uh, you're Andy he's like yep <laughs> and so we, we <laughs> sit there and talk for a while it was, it, yeah. <laughs> super
1: cool dude man super cool yeah that's dope he, he's definitely up near the top of the list uh, I don't really know if there's anyone else Tadashi I've always liked Tadashi but yeah I, I, I don't really think about it too much just cause I'm like I definitely try to never force anything in the music industry just cause once once you start forcing that's when you start getting the bad outcomes like i would never like if if you're trying to force a song with an artist that's usually when you get a song that doesn't turn out very well or it, it doesn't or it doesn't feel natural like you you get that you get that verse that they didn't really give their all and they weren't really feeling the song and you can you can kind of tell <laughs>
0: yeah man well and one thing we've seen this past year is um some of the like ogs of christian hip hop you know kind of getting some shine and and getting some recognition and i mean you've worked with kj 52 a lot um is there any of the like kind of like founders of the genre out there that uh you it'd be pretty cool if you were got a chance to work with them any of those guys on that list
1: um I don't really know. I mean, I'm always working with KJ, um, and I'm always working with Brian T. I've I've produced like I think like half of Brian T's music over the past two years. (laughs) It's it's a lot. Like I I I remember because he he'll buy like ten beats or something, or sometimes like fifteen beats and I'll be like okay so he's making a whole album of this and then I look and he puts out like a 25 track album (laughs) wow yeah and I'm just like jeez crazy so speaking of that oh
0: go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead
1: no, you talk. You talk. Okay. So well, I was, I was wrapping up the point. <laughs> all right. Cool. cool. Well, I, I was
0: just going to say, speaking of selling beasts to this these artists, like, what have you found that really has worked? I mean, obviously, you you have been successful with this. Like, if you are giving some advice to producers that are trying to really get themselves established, uh, and maybe follow in the footsteps of a poetics, like, what are you going to tell those guys? Like, like what's some best practices that you found that has worked well for you over the years to get you to where you are as far as like just that business side and, and doing the, you know, uh, selling those beats and selling that production.
1: Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, be humble. Don't, don't expect anything like off the bat. Like you have to think of it like a, like a resume. That's how I always think of it. Like, um, so like and if you're just starting off like if you don't have anything on the resume like you're an 18 year old looking for a job and you don't have anything on the resume you gotta take what's given to you like you can't just become the CEO of Apple (laughs) like as you as you expand and you get more experience and you have more recommendations which would be placements with people uh, as as you expand you can charge more and you can you can leverage it to get better uh, payment and better placements and stuff like that uh, so it's definitely that and uh, when you're when you're starting off be easy to work with uh, be quick so if someone hits you up and they want beats be the guy that sends them in five minutes (laughs) like try to just be near your computer and be ready because that's how you're going to take advantage of when an artist posts on their instagram hey i need beats. send them here if you're that quick guy that has them within five minutes you're way more likely to get a placement and also just don't talk money right off the bat Like if you hit up, if I hit up an artist and I don't have any following um, or any big placements and I hit up an artist like, hey, man, I want to send beats and they're like, okay, cool, here's the email. And then I send beats, but I follow up that by saying, just so you know, each beat is four hundred dollars and that will include exclusive rights, but I will expect 50 percent publishing. And this and this and this. Like, they just won't want to work with you because they're like, oh, this guy doesn't even care about working. He just cares about money. He just cares about his name and placements. He, does, he doesn't even like my music. He just wants a placement.
0: Right. And I think I've seen that conversation a lot kind of happening uh, as far as, you know, the, the money side of stuff. And, you know, I've, I've seen it on social media where people are kind of blasting you know that approach you know like you're saying a little bit not saying that you're blasting it you're you're giving out good advice here but I I guess when did you know that you had got to a point like was there something that you saw or, or that someone told you to kind of just expect where you know maybe that switch happens a little bit where it's like okay now I'm in a place where The financial part of it is important like like how how does an upcoming producer kind of know when they've hit that point
1: yeah well the first i want to say it was like the first six months that i was making beats like the first three months i didn't send them anywhere like i was just trying to get better and then after that i didn't even sell beats i just hit up artists and would send them for free. And I would tell them, I don't want any money. I don't want anything else. I just want you to tag me on Instagram. And I just want you to drop a song on my beat. And I got a Jerry Mana placement that way. I got a Surf Gang placement that way. I got my first KJ placement that way. So it, it definitely... Like if you're just upfront and you just say like, I don't expect anything, you can, they, they see that as, okay, this guy just really wants to work with me. So it, it, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, there's just too many people that expect, I, I know people, producers that charge the same as me and not to sound rude, but they have one tenth the following on Instagram and they don't have any release music on Spotify so they don't have any leverage that way where I can leverage with big artists hey you can put me as an artist on Spotify and have access to my 400k monthly listeners and I'll post it on Instagram to my 10,000 followers and so that, that even helps leverage at my price but I know artists that don't have any of that and they don't also don't have any placements, but they try to charge the same as me and then they wonder why it's not working. (laughs) And it's just like, you you have to kind of understand where you're at in the business.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, and then, you know, something that goes along with that, you know, a conversation that I've seen is, do you have a set price or do you ask an artist, well, what's your budget? Like, like what's your opinion on, on that debate?
1: Uh, I personally don't really care. Like when it comes to asking people their budget, what I generally say that works the best for me is I have like a flat fee that I'll give them. But then I'll also say, like, I'll say the price and then I'll say, but I'm flexible and can work with a budget. And I find that that personally works better because I'm giving them a general direction and basically saying, "But I'll hook you up if if you, you're ready to go."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that that approach also shows that you know the financial side isn't the end all be all for you. That you do. You know, you, you do this because there is love there, right? Uh, yeah, to, to, yeah. You know, not make exactly. it sappy or, or anything, but, but, you know, I mean, for some people, the, the bottom line, everything is just dollars, right? It, it doesn't matter. Um, and while I know that it's important for you because you're doing this full time now, right? I mean, you've been doing that for a minute. Uh, so you don't be, you don't get to where you're full time in music for, for nothing, right? If, if you don't have, some structure in place, you know, and you don't have that financial side, you know, figured out. But you got to I think when you let people know that you're approachable as well. You know, that that makes a huge difference not only for just, you know, drawing in new people. But, I mean, it speaks a lot to your character, which that goes a long way in this industry as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely uh yeah, it's definitely c- character can take you a long way in the industry, and if you're it also on another note, if you're doing bad business, it's gonna get around. Like we we all know the artists that <laughs> people have paid for features, and they took six months to get the feature, or 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 not at all, or. <laughs> Yeah, it's if you're bad business, whether that's as a producer or feature, like it's just going to handicap your career. Like word gets around fast.
0: Definitely, definitely. So. Man, we kind of went off on, on a different trail there. So I want to circle back around, <laughs> uh, to, to just like what you got going. Um, you know, you talked about how the last time you were on the show, it was like nothing but trap beats. And now you're doing all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you're doing the boom bap, uh, which, you know, I love. I mean, that, that's my, that's my happy place right there. Um, but you're also heavy in lo-fi beats now. Uh, what, what took you down that path?
1: so like uh, it, was, it was actually a while ago I was on the road with uh, this country band called Rehab um, which one of my good friends from Christian hip hop is an artist named Jericho and uh, he is actually I, I, he, I don't think he is in the band anymore but he was in the band so he took me on the road to, like, uh help engineer some sessions with them on the road for making some new music. And uh, also, I was doing merch and a few other things. So I was on the road with them, and I was just listening to lo-fi music in my free time just to unwind and chill on the bus. And uh I just loved it. And I got to the point where at the time I was working on a producer album and I was just getting so frustrated with artists because they all had these weird expectations that I was just getting tired of. Like I would, I would pay an artist for a feature or something, or they would hook me up with a feature, but then they didn't want to be on a song with this guy. And, or like, they would wanna be on the song, but they would want a percentage of splits. But then another artist would hop the song and that artist didn't want a percentage of splits. And it would just get so confusing. And people were weird about like, is this gonna be put out as a single or is this gonna be on the project? Cause I only wanna do it if you're gonna actually push it as a single and it just got super weird and complicated and I eventually just dropped it because I was like I just I don't even want to release with artists anymore so I got to the point where I was just like basically like screw it I'm just gonna try to release lo-fi beats and see how it does and I'll I'll just focus on selling beats to other artists in the meantime because I mean I wasn't doing I think I had, like, 20K monthly listeners, which is good, but it's, like, not crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 it's enough to be getting, like, a $30 check from <laughs> Mr. Kit. <Kido. laughs> but, uh, so then I did that, and uh, I put out, like, some lo-fi stuff, and I got some dope connections. Like, nothing really blew up. Like, I had a song that got, like, 200k at the time, but that was also, for me, working it really hard. Like, I was building with a lot of YouTube channels at the time and uh, SoundCloud pages and DMing massive amounts of playlisters. Uh, Because one thing I always encourage people to do is when you release a song, go on Spotify and then search that style of music in Spotify, then go to the playlist tab and just find every playlist you can that has an email to contact or an Instagram to contact and just hit them all up. That'll get you placements, like playlist placements, because there's a lot of independent curators that are looking for music and they also want to actually connect with artists. They don't want to just search for the music themselves. They it's usually a fan of music. They're not usually other artists.
0: Right, right.
1: Um I was just doing that for a long time and then I kind of got back into releasing with people and then from that I started doing more like the boom bap stuff just cuz it made more sense than I was really enjoying just making chiller music. And then what actually happened was, I'm trying to think of when it was, it was like July or August. I think it was August. I was releasing the lo-fi song Oblivion. I didn't have any time or money to put into any promotion or ads or anything. So I just released it and I had like a legit like, God moment with it where I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push anything I'm just gonna let him take over and what happens happens and then the song released and right at midnight when it released it hit the two biggest lo-fi playlists um, on Spotify and it did like 40k first day or something and it was just like Ever since then, I just kept releasing Lo-Fi Beats, and they all got editorials. So, yeah, it was definitely like a big moment for me, um, to where eventually I'm going to get a tattoo of the, <laughs> the, of the song. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. But, uh,
1: yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So so now, not only is it uh, producer extraordinary, it's it's lo-fi producer extraordinary, right? I mean, we got to make that <laughs> clarification. So yeah, bro.
1: No, like, I mean like, that that helped that helped leverage now to where I signed a, I signed a management deal with a futuristic. Oh um, wow! Yeah. So yeah, he's he's my actual manager now. Um, it helps me get. Producer opportunities and uh, a lot of stuff helping because I'm able to leverage the fact that I am in a bunch of editorials and stuff to where I can work with bigger artists on songs.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So yeah, okay. So that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting thing right there, man. I mean, obviously, whenever it comes to artists, you think about at what point do i need a manager but i don't know if ne- if people necessarily think about that as much for a producer like like what was that like like getting to that point where you were like i need some help here and, and just that whole process like i mean how how did you know right now is a good time for me to search for a manager and just what did that look like as you were seeking out the the right fit?
1: Yeah, I would say if you have to search for a manager, you don't need a manager because that like if 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 you're getting the right buzz, it's going to come around um, and then you're going to get a better deal at that point anyways, because you have at the same point something to leverage. So I was at the time I had like 700,000 monthly listeners and uh, several big placements uh, down the line that were coming out uh, because I had already got tight with Futuristic and we had the collab song dropping and then I had a song with Chris Rivers who's a big punk son and uh, a few other big collabs dropping so uh, he hit me up and uh, gave me the offer and it just made so much sense because he lives here in Phoenix and he's connected with everybody so yeah it's, it, it, it's definitely I would I would recommend because the, the way it worked for me was I got the lo-fi music popping off on its own and I started to recognize like as I was hitting up artists I would have beats ready and soon as I could actually get them to respond and check out the beats they would hit me back sometimes that would take forever but they would hit me back and then at that point they'd be like man these beats are crazy I need these and they'd like freak out over them because they really like the beats and so then when when I got tight with futuristic and he gave me the offer of the management deal. I told him, I was like, literally all I just need is in the doors (laughs) because at this point, at this point, if you can just get me in the door with artists, I can, I, I know that I have the quality at this point to get the (laughs) placement.
0: Well, and you've got, you know, you've developed a wide range of production, you know, just the sounds and the repertoire that you're able to do. Like, for someone who maybe doesn't know poetics, like, how do you describe yourself as a producer now? Cause I mean, you know, you're, you're no yeah. longer this trap producer. You can do a wide variety of, of different kinds of production. So, so how would you describe yourself?
1: Uh, versatile. When I first started, I was, I was literally just trapped. That was all I did. And, uh, now at this point, I've worked with country bands. I've worked with uh, metal artists, like artists doing metal screamo rap. I've worked with R&B. I've worked with trap. I've worked with boom bap. I've worked with like lo-fi artists, like all kinds of stuff. And a lot of the time I hybrid all those sounds together. Like I'll do, That's, that's part of the thing I've noticed now is being able to combine those are where you, thrive like if if you can combine boom bap elements with trap elements like you have boom bap drums but trap hi-hats or you can combine boom bap melodies like 90s style sounding melodies but with trap drums like the the possibilities are endless
0: yeah man yeah and then um, obviously you talked about some of these different artists that you've worked with you know beyond the scope of christian hip hop right like whenever you first started working with uh with, with these artists were you were you nervous at all were you worried about like what the the chh community how they were going to respond to you know like is like because because chh is very possessive right and they're like yeah i feel like it was like you know see you know poetics is our guy right that's our that's our producer and you know did did that make you just kind of worry or or feel uncomfortable or anything like that whenever you know you were looking at working with these other producers or working with
1: these other artists you know there there was a level of that when i when i first started but as it happened over time i kind of recognized like i wasn't ever like the poster child <laughs> like uh for example like it would it would be different at this point if OB branched out and worked with explicit artists because he's the he's the face of the Rapzilla critique show and where I I was never really quite like that like I was even even when I was first starting out like several years ago like I was working with uh, I was working with Juggalo rappers like I was and I would share them on. like I wouldn't collaborate but I would share the, the songs I would produce for them and then uh, eventually I just kind of I, I never really felt like a sense of guilt or shame in any way because it's not like I was doing negative music like it was still for the most part it was positive messages so i didn't i didn't ever really feel like i was doing anything negative so yeah i, I there there was a little bit of a a fear but once i started to like step out or I, re- I kind of recognized like oh wow these people in this community didn't seem to ever really kind of care about my music <laughs> like they they listened to it but I mean that's because I was collabing with uh, ex-artists that was also on this and it was in the Rapzilla playlist and it was in this and that's the reason they were listening it wasn't it wasn't necessarily because of me it was just I was in those places so
0: so what you're, what you're saying is, is you can work with A wide range of artists and still love Jesus right I mean yeah and here's the thing if anyone if there's anyone that says anything negative about poetics man tell them to come and talk to me okay (laughs)
1: because I might
0: do like like for real getting to build just a relationship with you over these several years man like you know that's something that I don't take for granted and I know what's at your heart you know um man you love music and you love jesus (laughs) you know and and that's all that that's all that matters right
1: yeah and also also i'll say like i try to whenever i can give back to the community like i try to actively share artists in the community that i think are dope and i try to give them opportunities like uh I'll tell you right now there's a reason why Alcott has been on a bunch of kj 5 songs recently oh,
0: it's not just because <laughs> he's a super NF fan he's he's gonna yeah, hate that I just said that he's gonna hate that I just said <laughs> that but shout out to Alcott man
1: yeah I, I love that dude and I, I look out I look out for opportunities to connect people that's that's one thing I'll say is uh, even back in the day Zay Hill I got him connected with Cannon. I got him connected with KJ, and it was because I wanted to see him win. I wanted to, I wanted to just connect him with as many artists as I could, and I, I I do that a bunch. Like behind the, there's a lot I do behind the scenes. That uh, KJ and Brian T did a song together. That's because I wanted to connect them.
0: Yeah, man. No, you, you got you got that servant's heart, man. I mean, you've done stuff even for for us here at Five Twenty in the past. You know, with uh, a couple of the like challenges and stuff that we've you know put together, and, and man, super appreciative. And and that's the thing, man. Like the people who get to the places that you've gotten to so far in your career are the ones who are doing these things and not putting it out there. You know, with with a spotlight on it. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, humble. Right? Just go about your business. Walk the path that God set you on. And let him bless you for it. Right? For that obedience. So...
1: At, at, At the end of the day, I'm, like, no matter what anyone will say in, like, my DMs or something, like, I know that I'm living in my purpose. That's what... That's what I say is I'm like, I know, I know where I'm supposed to be. So 100. basically no one, no one can tell me any
0: different. <laughs> <laughs> 100%, 100%. Once again, guys on the phone line with me, it is Poetics. Uh, May I know, I know we're kind of getting up close time wise here. So I want to be respectful, but I want to make sure we talk about sync licensing for a minute. Uh, I know that's something that. You've gotten involved with, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I know you're working with Canon and with Derek Miner on a lot of that stuff, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just talk about that for a minute. Like, how does sync come into play for producers? Like, I mean, that's a whole nother bag you can go after, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's, there's different websites. I mean, I can't think of the names off top, <clears throat> but you can just Google them. There's, there's basically like sync libraries that you can sign up to be a part of and uh, you can get your beats and music in there. Like I know one guy that uh, I was talking to recently. He's a producer. He doesn't have very many placements or anything like artist wise, but he's making bags off placements uh, in TV shows. So he's got his, he's got his beats on the behind the ESPN uh, highlight reels and uh, he had beats in Tosh and in uh, some of the compilations they do and stuff so it's like it's it's a it's a whole nother line yeah it's definitely if, if you're not in on it yet just google sync website and just find a way to get in two or three of those and uh you'll get stuff that looks crazy for your resume like because you, you can charge more if you got tv and movie placements
0: right right right. well how did how did it come about for you like what what did that look like on getting poetics involved with it was that something that you started to look seeking out or did that come with Kind of like with that connection with Derek and Cannon, like like how did that yeah. come about?
1: That was that was pretty much uh, pretty much all Derek and Doc, um, because they that that's one thing I'll see say for sure about Doc and Derek and Cannon and all of Rmg is they look for opportunities for everybody. Like they want, they really do want to see everybody around them win. Uh, that's literally the project, whole team went <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, that's huge is the connection with Derek and Doc and Cannon. Uh, that was, that was all started because of them. Like, like, for example, we had a Cannon and I's newest song we did together, Knocked Out, was, uh, featured in a Logan Paul vlog. And then we had several songs shared by NFL teams and ESPN and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something if you're not into it yet, definitely look in Google and find out how you can. Uh, I, pers- I personally don't really handle it myself, but gotcha so i can i can't say much about it yeah yeah yeah
0: for sure. but like so okay whenever you're going in and you know that hey what we're about to work on is meant for sync licensing right do you have to approach that different as a producer do you look at it any different oh definitely
1: so so what's different for yeah you? it's 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 definitely it comes down to not what i like cuz i will say there's several beats i made for syncs that I can't stand the beats. But I know it's what they want. So it's like when I'm doing something for uh a Sync, uh I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Uh there was a song I did. I actually rapped on the song too, but it was me, Derek, and Cannon. Oh yeah yeah. And it was called Run Run Baby Run. It was a while ago. But uh that was specifically for Sync. And I could not stand that beat. (laughs) But I knew the beat would work because it had the synth-like line that sounded like it could be featured on NFL. And uh, yeah, so you definitely got to put aside what you like to... But I mean, that's true for music in general too. Like I don't, I don't like country music, personally. But I work with country artists, and when I do that, I have to make beats that I don't necessarily like. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. I because I'm working with them and I'm supporting their vision.
0: So if you were throwing out a a just kind of a best practice tip here for producers that are thinking about getting into sync. Like, what's that best practice look like for you? Like, as far as like the approach that they should be thinking about for making beats? Because, I mean, it sounds like there is you know kind of a couple of specific things that they're going to be looking for.
1: Yeah, um, if you're trying to do like uh, if you're trying to get into the sync game, there's definitely like a level of working with synths and brass and all that To if you're trying to get like the sports lane but then there's also like the movie lane like working songs for those kind of placements so for example when I was working with Derek um, some stuff it was all about like every song had to have like a scene so you had to be like okay this is the scene like this this type of song would fit the scene where the superhero in the movie has to choose between saving the girlfriend or saving the city or this is the scene where uh, the drug addict in the movie uh, is really hitting his rock bottom and has to drop everything and start over. So it's like, like it can't just be like you can't just make a song called 100 and make, like, just the generic trap thing. But there's, there's also, like, if you're trying to get syncs and you're in the CHH lane, like, you have to make it relatable for someone outside of CHH, too. Yeah. Um, because there's if, if it's going to make it in a movie, it can't be, like you you can't call it like uh, Job or something or like Jonah <laughs> <laughs> and, and the chorus can't be like I've been in the whale or something uh, because like it, it has to be able to hit the mainstream just as much and you can do that without setting aside your beliefs you know
0: 100% 100% so man good stuff there good stuff there so what's what's next man we're we're, we're hit you know 2022 what what are we looking at for poetics man we're going to get that uh that rap album you mentioned you threw some bars down on the one track what, are we getting new <laughs> one for me or what
1: so there's going to be lo five beats dropping every 2 to 3 weeks uh i already have them scheduled through may <laughs> like already in my spotify and everything there you go and then i'm dropping a massive amount of collab songs with artists and i got some huge names i can't announce yet but uh yeah just a lot a lot of dope music um and a lot of getting to that next level quality wise
0: there you go there you go and where do people follow and support man
1: yeah man, uh prod by poetics on everything. Hit me up. Uh if you got a budget, come get a beat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then obviously you can find you on Spotify, uh where else? Where else oh yeah. yeah. For the music?
1: Uh Spotify, YouTube, Google Music, Apple Music. Uh go listen to we made it by me and Cannon. We've been promoting that project like crazy because we're super proud of it and we think it's a great project. Yeah. Um, And the response has been amazing. Uh, Everybody, everybody I've talked to about it has said, like, this is the best music we've heard from you, from me and Canon. They've both said, and they've all said, like, there's not a song on here I don't like they're all cohesive they're all like the goal with the project was to not waste any time like have it be cohesive have there be no waste of instrumental no waste of time just quality and yeah we're super proud of what we got from that
0: that's what's up, man. That's what's up, and we're we're proud of you here at five twenty. You know that, man. You know that it's all love Thank and support you, over here. So we'll be, you know, paying close attention as always to what's happening. Uh, you know, we we recently did an interview with Stowe, man. I think twenty twenty two might be the right year for Poetics to get a website as well. Like, let, let's see if we make that happen. Yeah,
1: I'm actually I'm actually about to get a website. I have a guy that uh, is handling that for me right now.
0: Perfect, perfect. So so be on the lookout for that as well. So yeah, man. Well, dude, like I, I'm so glad you're able to, you know, have some time to, to come back onto the podcast and update us on what's going on and give these tips for producers. Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of young dudes that are coming up, you know, production wise. I'm excited about man. I, I think this is the kind of stuff they need to hear because you always get a lot of artist tips floating around. Uh, maybe not so much on the production side, and we need to try to fix that a little Fact. bit. So, yeah, man. Well, you know, you know the deal, man. You're welcome back anytime, anytime. Uh, but we'll—I'm sure we'll—we'll we'll be catching back up and at some point in the future and, and seeing what's going on. But um, thank, thanks so much, dude, for just having the time to do this uh, for, for this episode. Yeah, sir.
1: likewise. Thanks for having me, bro.
0: 100%, 100%. Guys, make sure you go and you follow Poetics. Like you said, uh, it is P-R-O-D Poetics, so produced by Poetics. Uh, prod prod, oh, yeah, prod, prod by, by Poetics. P-R-O-D-B-Y <laughs> Poetics. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not the smartest man, but I know some things. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you, you're good, bro. <laughs> so make sure you go and you hit that up across social media. Follow him. You're going to want to see what's happening from the homie Poetics all throughout the year and years to come because there's big things on the horizon no doubt and again shout out to uh, the sponsor for this interview the bookkeeper 24 7 check him out btk247.com as well as the rest of our episode sponsors and we will catch you guys on the next podcast